Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah, yeah. already know what time it is. Time it is. It's that official time. Where we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's a mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the pancake and power slam. Turn it up, turn it up. Turn it up. It is now time for the Flavor. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. <laughs> Episode 221, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Sam Show. I am Chris Featherstone, your host. As always, follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter and, of course, Crave Wrestling page on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, I've interviewed a number of Hall of Famers and legends on my show, but this raises the bar. This is the one and only WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. How are you today, sir? Oh, great, man. I'm in a lovely baseball game. I'm seeing the Toronto Blue Jays play the Arizona Diamondbacks, and uh got my fingers crossed that those Diamondbacks come out on top. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's a great night to, to, to watch it. So, uh, would you watch basketball at all? Because I'm an Ohioan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you feel about that? I hurt. I really wanted to see. I want to see the guys out west win it. Um, oh God! Um, you know, it was a great series. I'll say that. But I think there was some really some bad officiating during that series. Oh and, yeah. 
you know, we can always blame it on something, I guess. But uh, it even got me in. But, uh, no, it was a phenomenal series, as everybody knows now. I mean, uh, just great, great stuff to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, it, you know, I'm a big Steph Curry fan because, you know, as a – Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big, big Steph Curry fan. I'm, I'm a Bulls fan, but uh, the Bulls weren't in there. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm rooting for players at that time. But as a native yeah. and a current Ohio, and it, it it kind of feels good, you know, for the Cavs to win their first ever championship. So that was that was good on, on my end as a native Ohio. And so, yeah. So let's get into uh, the, the resurrection. So I did PVP last year to to promote it, yeah. and I and I and I watched it uh, before the interview with DDP last year, and I must say that it was incredibly riveting. It was an awesome, awesome story of you, just from the yeah. highs and the lows, and just the, the the transformation of you from just you know spirit, soul, and body, and yeah. you know how from from the resurrection tapings. How are you now compared to to, to then? How, how are you feeling? Oh my God, are you serious, man? I feel fabulous. Awesome. Uh, you know, I've got almost five years sober and clean now, and um, the world is beautiful. Um, my, my family loves me to death. My grandkids are I'm the coolest grandpa ever, and I am. Uh, I'd go vote on that, but uh, <laughs> no, man, everything's wonderful, man, and um, you know the. The feedback from the movie is just awesome. I'm out of the road now doing comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going into bars and, and speaking in bars and watching people, people push their drink back because I'm wow. hitting home on them, you know? Wow. And um, we've, we've been able to uh, to help a few people along the way to sobriety and help them get started because they feel like they needed to. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, to be pulling people out of a, a bar scene and uh, sitting down and talking serious about addiction, man, is awesome. Oh, that's, uh, that's what I'm here for. You know, this is this is my this is my um, these are my people, man. And these are the ones I'm supposed to be here for. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I encourage people when they come out to see the show to talk to me for something that's in their life. And uh, I just, you know, I can never thank Dallas enough for what he did. And there's no, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting my life back. Um, since then, it, it's opened my eyes on so many different fronts in my life about things need to change, things need to be turned around, things need to go a completely different direction. So, you know, you just give me a choice to dream again, man. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it seems like it seems like your willpower, you know, from watching that movie, it seems like just your will to live you know, it became stronger than ever. So that's that's one of the takeaways that I got from it. It, it has, because, you know, she said I've dealt with cancer um, and came out on the, the top side of that. And if it comes back, that's fine. I'm ready for it. Because I'll tell you something. If you can beat addiction, you can beat cancer. Uh-huh. No. And uh, I'm not foolish enough to think this addiction thing is not going to come back on me, because I'm sure it will. Because mm-hmm. that old Dixon devil doesn't like to lose anybody, you know, and uh, makes his stats look bad, I guess. But uh, I'm here to tell you, and that, uh, you know, it, it really confuses me when I, I, I watch the movie now, and uh, I just look at myself and I just shake my head in bewilderment that uh, I ever allowed myself to get to that point that, uh, that I found living in that point hooked one up and I could tell. You know, are you serious? I mean, I just, I can't believe I was that bad. I can't believe that 
I'd gotten that bad, you know, and, and uh, seeing myself physically it just shocks me because, as you know, I've uh, gotten myself in shape and you know, do yoga, of course, and, uh, you know, I just feel good that I can move, you know. Yeah. I don't have to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Man. That's absolutely incredible. So uh, to to the current wrestling here, we, we have a, a new – WWE World Heavyweight Champion, that's Dean Ambrose. A lot of people in the wrestling wow. world uh, compare a lot of Dean Ambrose's antics and a lot of his, you know, uh, personality traits t- to you. Um, how, how does it feel? Why, he's psychotic. Because he's a lunatic, and, and you were the you were yeah. one of the quintessential psychos back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, a lot of people. You know, I've heard Brian Pillman, I've heard Jake Roberts, I've heard Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what what are your thoughts on Ambrose winning the title? Well, kudos to him, man. Uh, you know, anybody to win that title, I never won it, and uh, which I didn't get any opportunities for it either. That's the reason I never wanted. Uh-huh. Uh, it is what it is. But uh, no, man. Uh, hey, comparing, uh, I love being compared to world champions. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Go right ahead. <laughs> that's a great point, and and that's a and that's a good uh, that's a good segue. I was actually going to ask you that. I also mm-hmm. watched your DVD from uh, you know from a few few years back, uh, the WWE mm-hmm. uh, produced DVD. Um, and and you talked about just never winning a title in the WWE. It seems mm-hmm. like you, you you're taking it in stride, but just the fan yeah, in me, you yeah. know, it, it, but the fan of me is like, uh, I don't know, Jake. You know, that's one of those things that you know you, you had such an amazing mm-hmm. character, so strong, but you never right. won. Right. So you know, so why, why did Vince never give you a belt? I don't think I was ever in line to get it because I simply didn't need it. Uh, I kind of walked my own walk and did my own talk, and it wasn't something that I needed to shore up my uh, my whole thing career, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was usually in different cities in Hogan was, uh, whatever. You know, uh, they can explain it better than I can. Uh, I think I would have been a great champion. I think I could have put rear ends in seats. Um, I think they could have done a lot worse than have me as a champion. That's just true. Well, you know, it's it's all right with me, man. I, it doesn't take away the sweetness. It really doesn't. Yeah. Now, was there ever talks uh, of winning one at all, like in any type of uh, no. production meetings? So never talk of you winning nope. any title at all, even a mid-card nope. title? Nope. Wow. Nope. That is uh, that is a shocker to me. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's not something I needed to um, – to help me put butts in seats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys that need that, you know, to, um, to put them over the star top thing, you know. And uh, it's just something that wasn't necessary. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, going to yeah. have people come and see me because of my goofiness or my outlandish stuff, but because of the snake or whatever reason that they were going to be there. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure if I had gotten in trouble to the point that I wasn't uh, putting the rears in seats, they might have done something to. Uh, to raise Jake Roberts a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't bother me a bit. You know, uh, every now and then I think, you know, I think about it, and I think it would have been great to me just for my grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I've got a lot of them, so hopefully I'll have more. So we just keep waiting. You never know. Never say never. I might not be free yet. That's you true. You never know about a snake. That's know what he's going to do next. That's very true. I know that uh, in the on the DVD on the Resurrection uh, movie, you know, you were really you know pushing on being in the Royal Rumble. How you know how yeah. uh, is that desire still there? It is, but it's it's not out the front. You know, right now I'm trying to finish a book, uh, you know, about my life and stuff. And uh, I've written it all myself. I've done everything myself. And I'm going to sell it myself because I'm not giving this away, you know. And uh, yeah. it's going to be for the fans. This is going to be like a wrestling book that nobody's ever done. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable. It really, really is. And, uh yeah, I've got a lot of other things on the fire, too. Movies are on the road. I've got a couple of movies that I'm working on. and uh, I don't know what's next. Awesome. I don't I don't want to know what's next. <laughs> I want it to be something that just completely blows my mind. Yeah, I'm out there to try new things now. I'm uh, open to trying new things. And, uh, you know, I find, I find so much exciting today because of the freedom to live. Uh-huh. And uh, people that haven't been there don't get it. I hope that you never have to experience that when your life gets totaled down to one small thing, whether it be drugs or alcohol, and that's what you live for. Man, life stinks. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had a, uh, you know, I've, I've, thank God, I've never personally went through something to that level. Mm-hmm. But, but I've known right. people and have family members that, um, mm-hmm. that, that have mirrored your journey. You know, yeah. from from yeah. the DVD that I've that I've seen firsthand. And it's tough to, you know, and that's the thing. A lot of it's people tough to watch. Too, exactly, you know? exactly. A lot of people who are, are addicted to something, they don't realize the, the toll that it takes on their loved ones as well. Oh my gosh, you know? it destroys yeah. everything, man. And uh, you know, that's that's why there's people out there to be more like Dallas, not like me. Because mm-hmm. uh, what we all need to do is reach out to help those that are in our family, help our friends. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and and. I'm all about that now, you know. I, I try to help as many people as I can. It, you know, I've never had a bad feeling from there, doing that either. So mm-hmm. I, I am uh, all about that. That's awesome. So, question: Was there ever any heat between uh, you and Ricky Steamboat after the uh, infamous Saturday Night Main Event incident? Mm-hmm. Uh, not between us, no, no. Um, I was angry with, uh, you know, some of the people that wanted that done. I told him it couldn't be done. I said, that's impossible. I'll kill him. And uh, we're very fortunate that we didn't uh-huh. kill him. Yeah. Uh, we messed him up and took two weeks for his eyes to turn black. He had fluids just swelling in his forehead. Uh, it was horrible. The sound of it happened and uh, the limpness of his body when I tried to pick it up. You know, I nearly herniated myself there. So, uh, yeah, I was angry at George Scott. And that was the guy that was uh, written that in and just did not want to get off of it. But, you know, Steamboat, uh, he asked for it. He got it. Yeah, for sure. What about yeah. uh, what about? Did you have any negative feelings toward Austin after the King of the Ring speech? No, absolutely not. That's good. No. That's good. No, you know, um, I've been helping Steve for a while. You know, and uh, he would call me each day and tell me what was going on, how the community is, how I go from here to there. Because uh, I was a big supporter of Steve before anybody else was. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, Vincent told me that this guy's mid card at best. And I, I disagreed with him. I said, I think the guy's going to be your next blowing out of the water guy. 
Uh-huh. And uh, I hate when I'm right, but boy, I was right. <laughs> you sure was, for sure. <laughs> for sure you were. So, um, you know, another one, my, my all-time uh, favorite, uh, you know, is Sting. Um, you know, you're you're definitely up there. And my, my personal favorite, Sting, uh, he, he just got in the Hall of Fame. And, yeah. you know, you had an amazing feud with Sting and the WCW. Mm-hmm. That's probably, you know, your only really notable feud in WCW. How was it working right. with Sting? And who came up with the idea of uh, the, the your debut, how you debuted your feud with Sting? That, was Bill, that was Bill Watts. Bill, Bill Watts and uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, came up with the way I debuted. Um, the reason I left is because of Bill Watts. But there you go. Know, I'm not going to go into all that because I just don't feel like yeah. bringing his name up here, you know. And uh, uh, working with Sting was all right. Um, at the time, Sting was in a, a funny place, I guess. And he'd gotten tired of being the face out front, mm. you know. And uh, that's the only thing I can say about guaranteed contracts. Guys get lazy. Guys don't get hungry anymore. Because uh, he just didn't want to do a whole lot in the ring. He was very, you know, devil may care, black physical, didn't want to ramp it up. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, my, I did not enjoy it. Uh, because, it, uh, you know, it's one thing to go out there and tip your hat and go at it, you know, and, and try to have a great night. Yeah. But when you're going out there and you know the guy across from it just doesn't have his heart in it. Man, get the hell out. Yeah, it's, yeah, get out. That's a good point. You know, and uh, I didn't enjoy that, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see how you could. Really, I don't. Yeah. It's a shame on him. Yeah. That is that is pretty pretty <clears throat> sad. Have you uh, talked to Sting afterwards uh, after yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, good. I talked to him. But he never went there. There's no need to. I know what he was. And I know what I am. Yeah. You know, uh I don't know, man. Uh, I can't say I, I know how he feels because I never had one of those fat contracts with you. Uh, <laughs> That's just point. Get lazy and not yeah. do anything. Yeah. To me, I, I just don't need to go out there and live like that. I, I don't want to live like that. I want to be excited about what I'm doing. You know, I, I really don't understand that you know, way of thinking. I don't know how you can go out there and perform that way and not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And be excited about it. And uh, I don't know. It seems like we're dealing with more of that. Uh, I just don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, a lot of times you actually. I mean, a lot of times during that time in, in WCW, yeah. even in WWE, you yeah. actually saw it in the product. You saw yeah. a lazy yeah. product, you know. But because yeah. a lot of a lot of times, you know, that type of mentality it emulates, you know. Through the camera, a lot, a lot sure more does. than people think. Sure does. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely, we saw man, it. And, uh, stinks. Really does. It sure does. Absolutely. So uh, I just, you know, you're actually one of my best and and one of the hands down best promo cutters of all time. One of my favorites. Right. And I always thought that why isn't this guy? Why isn't this legend? A promo teacher for the WWE, especially some uh, you know brand like D, uh, like like uh, NXT. 
Were you? Has yeah. it ever been discussed? Nope. Why aren't you a promo teacher, a promo coach, in an experience? I have no idea. Man. I have no idea. You know, I would. Uh, I would love to pass some of the knowledge I have have uh, one of the other guys. Maybe they're maybe they're worried I might fall back into my old ways. But uh, wow. no, you know I do miss uh, helping. I do miss uh, performing. I do miss being around it. Uh, but maybe it's just um, maybe it's just not going to happen, man, uh, for whatever reason. But uh, you know they seem to they seem to believe in the formula they have, and they certainly you know it's good product from time to time, but uh, hell, we can always use a little help. You oh, know? yeah, I mean, especially from someone like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I know that, yeah. uh, you know, they did the breaking ground, and Scott Hall, you know, was a part, and he helped people yeah. with just their character building, and I think that was good. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's, you know, you're a cut above the rest when it comes to cutting promos. Yeah. You know, I know that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I don't know, man. That's yeah. I, I have sat down. I have sat down with Bray Wyatt a few times. Okay. Give him some ideas. And, uh, I certainly appreciate what he's doing out there. So, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. That's uh, you know, he's definitely one of those people that uh, just emulates your promo style for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We worked on some promo stuff together, so it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are uh, so what are the best and worst parts of the current product? That's my my last question to you. What were your thoughts on that? The best and worst parts of the current product, because you know I, I I've got I've got over thirty years of wrestling experience when it comes right. to wrestling, and I've right. seen generations of just you know uh, understanding you know the the strength of the baby face com- compared to the strength of the right. heel. It's too murky right. now. You know that's that's one of my biggest uh, yeah yeah uh, it is very yeah. murky. Flip like fish out of a pan. Yeah, uh, I don't like that part of it. Um, you know, I, I think that it's just a completely different animal today. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily the animal I like, so yeah, I I'm just gonna leave it at that. You know, I, uh, I it, it hurts me sometimes to watch it. I get so angry because I see so much that's being wasted, so much that's being over- abused. Um, how they abuse abuse finishing maneuvers now is just oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, just, I just want to slap people in the face, you know. Yeah. And um, when it will stop, I do not know. Yeah. But not soon enough. And the bad and the bad thing is is that we have such a a, a crowd that just kind of hunger and it's kind of bloodthirsty, you know that they that they you know when it goes to back to the old school. When actually holds and, and locks meant something, you know what I mean, and and you kind of build to the finish, you know, mm-hmm. people are having so many false finishes now, and that's become right. the standard of a good match, which it just right. cringes me. <laughs> it really does. Right, it stinks. It <laughs> yeah. really does, man. And uh, I wanted to get out of it, but I don't, I don't think it will happen for yeah. a while. Yeah, unfortunately. They're forced to. And once they they're forced to, they'll do it. Yep. But yep. Uh, these kids waste a lot. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Promote yourself. Uh, you promote yeah. some, you know, some dates that you have, and where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, man. You know, take the snake. I'm that guy. And, uh, get ready for the book. It's going to blow everybody out of the water, man. We're about three months out, so awesome. uh, get ready for that. And other than that, look for me out there on the Twitter for my uh, upcoming shows uh, in Canada. I'm up there for the next three weeks uh, doing the Chicken Steak 
unspoken word to her. And uh, just keep looking over your shoulder. You don't know where the hell I'm going to show up. <laughs> okay, I'm in a Jays game, for God's sake, you know. <laughs> That's what's next to you. You never know. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Jake. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three. Our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the man, I'm Das Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama We jamming, that's beautiful Bobby Eaton, me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat Tie the do-rag before we do battle You're talking shit, you are what you speak This too sweet Till the genre is took back We repping that work pack The foundation shaking, no mistaking Yeah, we shook that Trust in God, we trust Pushing forward, never look back Meekness ain't at all weakness Some people mistook that Stamping out this crook rap He turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You too, I'm in the raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. And the grand scheme is that easy. We tag teaming, sign the brothers, we love it. Demand the win, establish it. This the clash to the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a very special thank you to WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts, man. It's awesome to have him on the show. I'm really appreciative of that. And uh, I, I, it was absolute pleasure to have him on the show. So without further ado, Let's continue this wave of having special guests on the show. So the mastermind behind Great Lakes Championship Wrestling and Blizzard Brawl and one of the double one of the dynamic duos, so to speak, of Pro Wrestling Report, none other than David Hero. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing awesome, awesome, awesome. So how was your how was your day? How do you feel about uh, the Cavs and the Golden State Warriors? Are you uh, are you uh, chilled from that, or you're still on that rush? You know what? I thought it was an amazing series. I was surprised how much of a uh, character hit Stephon Curry took. Uh, he was the Golden Boy a year ago, and now it's like not so much anymore. And it's almost like LeBron James, you know, leaped over him and became the guy again. So, uh, I mean, 
just an amazing series. I'm happy for LeBron James. It's a big win for him. You know that Golden State's going to be back again next year. Now, of course, with rumors of them trying to get uh, Durant or Nowitzki. So they're going to try to build a super team out there. But, you know, it was uh, definitely some fun basketball to watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think Dirk or Kevin, would one of them would be the missing link that they need because their bench is so flaky, and we saw that in the series. Uh-huh. You know, you'll put Harrison Barnes out there, and he'll be like one for 80. You know, he, he just right. not a very good shooter, man. It would just cringe me because I'm an Ohioan. I'm a naval Ohioan. I live in Ohio. Uh-huh. And so just – I'm a big Ohio sports fan, but I'm not a LeBron fan. And I like – I'm a Bulls fan, but I like Steph Curry. Sure. So I was kind of pulling sure. for Golden State. But, I mean, I, it was just it, – it would it would just hurt me to just watch Harrison Barnes shoot the basketball. It was just – oh, it was right. cringe. It was just cringe. Well, I mean, but, but having having Durant or Dirk on there, I think that that would be uh-huh. just uh, what they need. Oh, it'd be huge. You know, and to have that big body, that outside presence that can shoot a 15, 20-foot jumper, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's very impressive. Absolutely. You know, and here's the thing. You don't have to like LeBron James. You really don't. But you just got to be like, you know what? He's the man. He, he, he's, he is um, – he's an amazing talent, you know. Yeah, and, you can't uh, away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can't do, you know. You don't have to like him. You don't gotta buy his jerseys. But at the end of the day, if you're building a team, he's the guy you want. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's that's very true. I wasn't the guy in Ohio that burned his jersey, though, so I can say that. No, so. there you go. You <laughs> yeah, were smart because otherwise, it. otherwise, it would have cost you another fifty bucks to get a new one. You know. That's true. <laughs> that's very. Mm-hmm. That's very yeah. Speaking of headlines, there was something that uh, there was a huge headline in the pro wrestling world uh, today. Uh, Roman Reigns is suspended for 30 days for his first violation of uh, the substance abuse policy. What, was it a yeah. shocker to you, or, or do you know some things that uh, didn't, no, that didn't, you know what, didn't I'll be, make it a shock to you? No, you know what? It, yeah, I'm surprised, you know. I mean, but, uh, you know, who knows what it really was, what it was about, what he got popped for. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we can all sit here and speculate steroids, you know, cocaine, whatever it is. We have no idea. And they're never going to tell us because it's none of our right. business, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I like Roman Reigns. I think he's an amazing talent. And it's just like, I just feel bad for the guy. At the end of the day, Whatever it was, it was a bad decision for the same promotion or whatever it was. It didn't go his way. And now he's being blasted again by everybody. You know what I mean? So that way, I I, I do feel bad for him. Um, But, you know, it's his own fault at the end of the day. And, you know, all Roman Reigns has ever done is everything that the office has asked of him. You know? He's gone out there and done everything. You know, he's been put in spots that haven't been easy for him. But he's gone out there and he's done the best that he can. And now he gets hit with this. And, yeah, he's not going to miss the next pay-per-view, you know. And, um, you know, who knows what it was. I mean, it could be something real simple. I mean, he right away owned it. He, he apologized for it, apologized to his friends, his family, everybody else. Yeah. So that just shows you the, the kind of guy that he is. 
Yeah, yeah, he tweeted about it. You know, he he, he said he apologized. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know a Roman Reigns story or two that uh, uh, from from some things that people have told me uh, uh, of interactions they've had with him. Um, uh-huh. That uh, it didn't surprise me, to be honest with you. I, I think it was. I, I was. I was. It was one of those things that uh, it was kind of inev- inevitable uh, to me, uh-huh. uh, based on what I knew. Um, so, sure. you know, but, but, but here's the thing though, you know, hopefully this is a reality check for him, you know, and, and hope my hope is that him understanding how vital he is to the product would kind of give him, uh, just, it would be an eye opener. I really hope that this is an eye opener because, you know, he definitely, you know, he's a prominent, he has a prominent position right now, the company, but it can't get to the point where he gets that 60 day suspension. And, you know, I just had right. Maddox on my show a, a few weeks ago, and he was saying that, you know, those suspensions, those vacations, and, you know, being a promoter, you know, that doesn't necessarily, you know, keep your spot, you know, as a top guy in the company. So, you know, right. it, it just so happens to be perfectly timed, you know, at this point, you know, because he's still mm-hmm. making it for a pay-per-view. And this is, uh, you know, July is usually the slowest, June, July is usually the slowest, you know, months of the year from a wrestling fiscal standpoint. Um, right. So, you know, he caught it at the right time, but, you know, hopefully this will uh, this, uh, give him a reality check. But, you know, and, and here's the thing. Of course, it's a different set of rules today than it was in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Imagine if they had this testing policy from 96 to 2002. Yeah. You know how many guys would have been popped? How many guys would have been suspended? How many yeah. of those guys? Because, listen, you know, back then, I was out with those guys, and I saw what was going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bet that, you know, 85% of the roster would get popped for something, you know? But yeah. it's, it's just a different time, and there's been a lot of TV money and time put into Roman Reigns. Um, but I think, I mean, it actually... If I'm the creative team, I'm a little relieved because now we get a chance to take the guy off of TV for a month and let him come back refreshed, you know. Um, I'm I'm sure that they knew about this on Sunday morning of the pay-per-view, and that's why they had um, Rollins go over. I don't think Rollins is physically ready yet to get the run as a chance to be on every house show. And that's why they put it on Ambrose because he is their workhorse right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they've invested a lot of time and money in Ambrose. I mean, he was in a program with Brock Lesnar, Chris Jericho, and Triple H this year. That's pretty yeah. impressive. You know what I mean? So it's obviously he's been battle tested. They feel comfortable with him. So let's run with Ambrose probably through SummerSlam. I don't expect Ambrose to, to, to leave SummerSlam the champion. But, you know, I expect him to at least get that far. You know, yeah, here's, here's, yeah. my, here's my question, though, with that. And I think that makes a great point because I agree with you. I, I was actually um, asked to uh, be a guest host uh, of a podcast before this one. And I shared, you know, with them similar to what you're saying now as far as I believe that one of the reasons why Roman Reigns did drop is because they did know this on Sunday and they wanted to, you know, drop it because here's the thing, you know, there's been reports galore about them wanting Roman Reigns to be 
to, to, to spearhead the company and then have a long mm-hmm. cuddle reign. And he only had it for two and a half months. And so they had right. to know. I mean, it had to be something that they, they were aware of. But here's my thing, though. Dean Ambrose uh, is not, he, you know, he's a good worker, but he's not a big draw, though. I mean, like, what are your thoughts as far as having him? I mean, I understand having him as champ right now is, is feasible mm-hmm. because it's a slower season. But right. I mean, will they? What do you think that they'll kind of if if they realize that the numbers and the ratings drop, you know, catastrophically over the past few weeks? Do they think that you think that they'll yank it from them at Battleground? No, no, because ratings traditionally dip in the summertime because people are not in their house watching wrestling. Right. So if if you're gonna roll the dice on a guy, and I don't think they're rolling the dice on Ambrose. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that the office and creative is very happy with what Dean Ambrose has done. Everything I've heard from people that work there, that mm-hmm. he is, he does everything that they ask. He's a great soldier and he's being rewarded. And, you know, it's at the right timing. You know, does Kevin Owens, Owens deserve it? Absolutely. Kevin Owens has had an amazing year, you know, but the thing is, is when, when you think of right now, you need a strong baby face, to be the guy for, for Seth Rollins right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Who is there? It's, you know, I mean, most of their main, top main guys are heels. So, I mean, AJ Styles is the heel. You know, you got Kevin Owens as a heel. Uh, you know, now the Lions are back. You know, they're the heels. And Sami Zayn isn't ready, you know, to, no. to be the champ right now. And, yeah. you know, uh, Cesaro isn't either. And Cesaro's amazing, you know. But right now... The storyline is with the Shield, and I think I think right now that is the absolute best way for them to go, is to build towards that triple threat at Battleground, and then something huge will come out of that match for SummerSlam. I thought for sure they would have done the triple threat at SummerSlam because I I, I think that's more of the money match, you know, for that pay per view. But um, it's going to be a, a very interesting next couple months. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. And, and here's here's my thing on that as far as the Shield Triple Threat at SummerSlam. I've actually turned the corner um, in the past couple of days uh, on Sunday nights after pay-per-views. I have a Facebook Live on, the, on my Crave Wrestling page, and I, I was thinking, you know, this shouldn't be a blow-off match, you know, at Battleground. Um, but the more I thought about it, because a couple of weeks ago when, when we first found out that Lesnar was going to UFC – I before they announced Mark Hunt, I wanted it to be Mark Hunt because to me it that's the perfect person. Mark Hunt is the perfect person that gives the WWE material to use for a storyline. Because with Mark Hunt, he's Samoan. That's perfect material for Paul Heyman to say, you know, whether win or lose. You know, yeah, lost against you know, he lost against Mark Hunt, but he can beat Roman Reigns, or if he beats Mark Hunt you know, I beat someone from the Samoan bloodline, I can beat you too. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think right. that that gives material for Heyman against, you know, for, for Roman Reigns. So I think, you know, and the thing is with, with SummerSlam, there's no person in the Shield right now that has that crossover appeal yet. And when you're right. and when you're plugging for the, the biggest, you know, the biggest event of the summer and, and a four-hour event, you know, you want to bring in the casuals. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to have a. New you want to bring in a Joe Walmart fan. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and you and you don't mm-hmm. want to have a niche pay per view like Battleground is. That's not a that's not a pay per view for the for the casuals. That's a niche pay per view. That's a, a WWE Network, you know, two million people pay per view. But you don't want that for SummerSlam, of course. You want that star appeal. Brock Lesnar is really the only person. Go ahead. At the same, and at the same time, I don't believe WWE uses the traditional pay-per-view formula anymore because they don't. They, they never say contact your cable provider anymore. Now it's, they're pushing everybody, everybody to the network. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you know, it's not like they're they're trying to sell more pay-per-views. They're trying to get more subscriptions. And, and that's true. you know, it, yeah, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sure you watched Monday night, you know, last Monday night, where not once did they ever say, contact your cable provider for money in the bank. Not once. Yeah. Yeah. So that formula doesn't work. That's why they don't have go-home shows anymore, because there's no reason to hype it, because they, they're not trying to get you to spend $45 or $55. Yeah. They're just trying to get 10 bucks out of you. Yeah, and I think that that dumbs down the product. To be honest with you, I, you know, I, it kind of takes the thrill away from it. And I think you make a very valid point, but I would counter it in, in a sense because I still think that they still have the glitz and the glamour, the appeal, and the crossover for SummerSlam and WrestleMania. And that's and that's mm-hmm. that's my point. That's the reason why I think that from a pay per view from from a network subscription standpoint. I think that the Shield triple threat is perfect for Battleground because it appeals to the wrestling fans. It appeals to the, the, the people who are still on the fence about the network, who still watch Raw at least, you know, twice a month. You know, those are the people right. who uh-huh. would appeal from a Shield triple threat match. That's the reason why, you know, when I was thinking about it more and more, I said, you know what, this is a perfect Battleground is a perfect position, is a perfect pay-per-view for the Shield Triple Threat. I don't think that the Shield Triple Threat is marketable enough to main event a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam because I, I think from a traditionalist standpoint, I think from who who's going to bring casuals in? You know, we don't want people to go away from WWE. We want people to come to the WWE. And who's going to do that? Brock Lesnar is going to do that. So he's the marquee well, guy. He's Brock, the, he's the, but Brock Lesnar only does that if he wins at UFC 200. I don't think if he so. loses. I, I, I Brock, think so. even uh, if he loses, he wins. No, because it, here's why. Because if if Mark Hunt beats Brock Lesnar, the UFC will see we beat the fake fighter on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they will. Yeah. They'll say he's yeah. a fake fighter, and he couldn't beat he couldn't beat a guy. Like Mark Hunt, everything. Now, if I'm Vince McMahon, I'm a little bit nervous because you have now had Brock Lesnar end the streak, beat Triple H, destroy John Cena, okay, beat um, uh, Dean Ambrose. He's beaten everybody. He has yet to he has yet to truly lose a you know a match. He's never he lost hasn't, a tradition. No, he he, he's never lost a traditional match. He's lost gimmick matches, okay, mm-hmm. but he's yet to lose a traditional match. Well, now Brock Lesnar losing at, at UFC 200, which is a month before SummerSlam, now Brock Lesnar is not the beast anymore. Now there's a niche in the armor. He's no longer mm-hmm. that special attraction that they have put all this time and money and effort into. 
So yeah. I, I think it's I think it's extremely dangerous for Brock Lesnar. You know, I mean, I want to I want to watch because you know I want to see him win. I want to see him dominate. I don't want you know Dana White to say, "See, we can beat the fake fighter. We can That's beat true. the former world champion fake fighter because he's not a real fighter." Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I see that point. I still think it's the curiosity factor, though. I, I think that if he loses to Mark Hunt, I think that people will want to see how the fake fighter reacts in the fake fighting, you know, atmosphere. But, you but, know, and I think right, that, but 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 see, that's the thing. He can only then win in the fake fights. He can't win in the real fights. Mm-hmm. And, and and it just makes the wrestling business look phony. Oh yeah. To the people yeah. that are, are, are UFC fans. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that risk is there. You know. Yeah, yeah. 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 That risk is so. there, and I and I agree with that definitely. I still think that it still brings a star appeal. See, here's the thing: he's going to come back regardless. If he wins or loses, he's going to come back. Unless mm-hmm. he's, you know, the the only caveat, you know, that's been reported is if the New York State Commission doesn't clear him medically. That's the only thing that right. would prevent him from, you know, coming back from SummerSlam. So I still mm-hmm. think that. He he's he's a he's a crossover name enough for you know to pull a, a little bit of UFC people from you know as as some type of interest. It's one of those things to me. I be, I believe that you know you you have the UFC people right now. He's he's you know pinned to be a WWE guy going into a UFC you know platform. Although we know that he's fought. You know what? Probably what a half a dozen times, or uh, was he uh, yeah. two? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, about a half a dozen times. Yeah. So you know, when he's in UFC, they're going to be aware of his WWE, you know, status. And we've seen it. We've seen the ESPN interviews. So we know that mm-hmm. he's a WWE guy. And to me, I think the UFC, I think there will be some interest from UFC to make him. Uh, you know, even if win or lose, there'll be enough interest for some UFC people to say, well, okay, we've already <laughs> buried Brock Lesnar. He's not, you know, he should go back to WWE. But I'm curious about how he'll react, <clears throat> that he'll, how he'll react to losing, you know, in a w, from a WWE standpoint. And, and I agree with you as far as saying, you know, the whole, you know, he's going to win the fake fight. I get that. But I still think it draws some type of interest enough for him to still be the marquee guy for SummerSlam and how that's going to be handled. It's still a cross. It's still a crossover effect that the WWE needs, and they're still going to capitalize off of that for SummerSlam, win or lose. And it goes back to my point of I don't think the Shield has that type of marketability for a big stage like SummerSlam. Well, then, then who do you put Brock Lesnar in the ring with at SummerSlam? Roman Reigns. I'll do. I'll do uh, Lesnar Reigns too. Because there's because there's an untold story. Like I said, you know, if Mark Hunt wins or loses, I think it gives Paul Heyman, you know, enough material to say, you know, if he wins, you know, uh, I beat Mark. You know, he beat Mark Hunt. He can beat you as well. You know, if he, if Mark Hunt loses, you know, he he couldn't beat this Samoan. You know, but he can beat you. And, you know, there and it, with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar won at WrestleMania. There wasn't a definitive winner, so you know, I, I don't want to see it at WrestleMania again. 
So I think it it, mm-hmm. it it draws so much. It gives so much good material to for us to see Reigns and Lesnar too. Oof! I don't. I don't. Uh, that it, it'd be interesting, you know. It just <laughs> yeah. you know that match. Um, I don't know because right now Reigns, I guess, would be the only real viable opponent. Or Kevin Owens would be a viable opponent for Lesnar at SummerSlam. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't think. Okay, so so you bring you're bringing Lesnar back as the as the face. Brock Lesnar will always be a baby face because he's mm. so dominant. He's like the Road Warriors of the 1980s. You know, they were the bad guys that got the they got the loudest reaction because people love ass kickers. You know, and unless Brock Lesnar goes out there and kills someone's baby, I just don't see them booing him. Mm. Well, he was getting booze against Ambrose. Yeah, but he's really the only one because the, because the fans love Ambrose that much. The fans don't love Roman Reigns. Okay, right. I mean, right. and uh, God, I don't want to see Ambrose and Lesnar again, especially if Ambrose is the champ. No way. You know, no, I really no, don't. No. I really don't. No. You know, no. Because the first one w- was was underwhelming for me, to be honest with you. Uh, yes. I don't well, think it, it's because they couldn't do the stuff that they wanted to do. I mean, mm. you do a street fight and you can't use any of the props that you teased. That just puts <laughs> everyone in a really bad spot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's mm. a good point. So yeah, and I mean it should be interesting. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to see. Of course, I'm going to see. You know, uh, 200. And I and I'm um you know with my point with UFC, I, I think we're kind of seeing it with Punk. You know, because well, I'll say this: a lot of people are under the impression that he's going to get just totally hammered by uh, Mikey uh, Mickey Gall, and you know, and I think that, but but that doesn't matter though. You know the the it, it, the box office interest is Punk is in his first match coming from the WWE, you know, and he still right. kind of has that same appeal of, you know, is this who's this wrestler? Let's see if he's going to really stand up and represent himself well, you know, in the octagon. So I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty excited to see Lesnar and Punk because I think they're saying that uh, Punk is uh, going to fight two hundred two, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be interesting. You know, Punk is up here in Milwaukee training with Duke Rufus. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and from what I've been hearing, he hasn't done very well in his sparring fights. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and, yeah. you know, and Punk, you know, he's a little bit older and he's, and, and he's broken down, you know. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how well he does. I think there's going to be a lot of people cheering for him, but I think even more people cheering against him. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, what are your ta- what are your biggest takeaways uh, from Money in the Bank? Ah, uh, Money in the Bank. Um, one of the things I took away is how the girls are extremely underwhelming right now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, a year ago it was the, um, you know, you had Paige and you had. Sasha and Charlotte and Becky and all these girls coming in ready to, you know, rule the world. And, oh, I mean, I miss Alicia Fox right now. You know what I mean? Just because it just seems like they're all so 
I don't want to say one-dimensional, but it's almost that's kind of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've just been expecting more. Um, I thought that the tag match was good. I, I liked it. Um, I, I was hoping that uh, Gallows and Anderson would leave with the tag belts because I think they need them right now. Um, they, they, they just need some – they need more heat on them besides just being AJ's guy. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that, that does terrify me about the tag thing is as much as I enjoy Enzo and Kaz, um, their promo in the ring, I have no problem with the stuff they do coming down to the ring. Okay, you can't teach that. I love it. You know, seven feet tall, you can't teach that. Bada boom, how you doing? Awesome. I get it. It's when they get in the ring and they cut that promo, it just seems so forced that eventually the fans are going to tune out. When Road Dog did it with Billy, with the Outlaws, Road Dog has that natural gift. He can talk, and everything he did rhymed, and it was funny, but it just seems like Enzo was trying to have too many jokes, and he's just trying to get too much of his stuff in for it to be effective. And I think the fans might eventually get sick of that down the road. So you don't like um, the, the, the zero dimes uh, part of it? No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I, I have no problem. Do your thing. The music hits. Do your stuff down the ramp. Walk down the ramp. That's great. Get in the ring. Do the how you doing. Do the whole S-A-W-F-T. Boom. Okay, start the match. Mm-hmm. The yeah. one thing I have noticed, and it, is, and it goes across the board with everybody, with the exception of AJ Styles, everybody's having the same match. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's all this, each guy just does the same spots, the same transition moves, the same false finishes. I mean, how many times is Dolph Ziggler going to try to pin somebody after a famouser? It hasn't happened once yet. Okay? <laughs> So right. why keep doing it, okay? How many super kicks are we going to see people kick out of? Just imagine. If, 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 if Shawn Michaels was active today, he wouldn't have a career. He wouldn't have a finish. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Neither would Jake, Jake Roberts. Jake the Roberts DDT is a, yeah, it's a transition yeah. move right now. The DDT is a transition move. Yep. And it's just like, man, it, it, it's, just, it, it's brutal. It's terrible. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that stuff makes me nervous. I thought the Money in the Bank match was solid. Um, a year ago, I was not a Kevin Owens fan. Today, I think he's fantastic because he is the best character on TV because he is the prick you don't like, but he backs everything up. You know, He goes out there and does. He works hard, and he's a great, he's a great talker, and um, I thoroughly enjoy his work. You know, and, 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 and he should have been the guy that should have won Money in the Bank as far as I'm concerned. I think I predicted Ambrose because I think, you know, I think it was about time for the whole Shield thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I, let's face it, Ambrose deserved it. He went out there mm-hmm. and, and, and he, 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 you know, he let Triple H beat him at Roadblock. He then comes back the next month gets it handed to him by Brock Lesnar, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he gets stuck in a program with Jericho, and, of course, you know, he wins the Ambrose Asylum match, which 
reminded me way too much of a teammate lethal lockdown match, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. you know, so Ambrose, you know, he he's definitely been that good soldier where he's gone out there and he's done everything that they've asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, my, my thing with Owens though is that I just there's still something missing about him to me. Um, I, I don't. I, my my biggest thing is this: when when you're when when you're create when creative is booking someone as a heel, you know it's like it, it's an odd. It, it may be this may be the creative. It may and I think it's maybe a combination of the creative and just the fans in general, um, especially the fans. I mean, just let let a heel be a heel, and I just think it's such. I, I, I think it's so damaging. To someone's character when they are, when they go out there and they make heel antics, I mean, they don't get jeered. I think it's just kind of, I think it's so counterproductive when a heel is cheered. You know, that just kind of takes right. away just the essence of the character. You know, he's an antagonist. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's doing these things for you to hate him. You know, it's it, but you're not hating right. him, so it just kind of makes it so difficult for someone to get really behind someone's character if it's the reaction is not what he's, I mean, that's the, re, that's the reason why people aren't behind Roman Reigns because, well, I like Roman Reigns, but there's a, mm-hmm. the, the reason why he gets booed so much is because the reason why his character is not so strong right now is because he's still pinned as a baby face, but he gets booed like crazy. You know, and, and right. you know, same thing it's with like Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's John Cena. Same mm-hmm. thing with Seth Rollins. You know, he's an amazing athlete. He gets cheered, but he comes out and he force and like he just he's just kind of forcing himself to antagonize, and it just kind of it doesn't really it doesn't strengthen someone's character if he's supposed to be a heel. And and I would say Rollins and Owens more than anyone. You know, a pure heel needs to get the heat. You're not getting heat if people are cheering for you. I mean, you're just, you're just not. Well, I, mean, you're... I don't think Owens goes out there and does the cool heel stuff. I, I, when I hear his promos, he sounds like a prick with ears. To me, he does, you know? But he backs it up. That's the thing. The babyface never gets any heat on him because he has all the cool moves. That set up powerbomb is impressive. You know, yeah. and and for and for me, my my theory on that is is sometimes wrestling fans gravitate towards people that they can identify with. Okay, mm-hmm. for me, I'm six five. I'm three hundred and twenty pounds. I love the Attitude Era. I thought The Rock was amazing. Steve Austin was the man. But I related more to Mick Foley because I felt I was more built like Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Today's wrestling fans, not all of them, but you know, if you go to the show. A lot of them look like Bray Wyatt or look like Kevin Owens. A little, little heavier set, stockier with the big beard. Well, hey, I can pass for Kevin Owens or Bray Wyatt for Halloween. I can't look like Roman Reigns, so I'm going to cheer for the guys I can relate to. You know what I mean? So with that theory, why not make mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt and Kevin Owens two of the strongest baby faces on the roster? Because who would the heels be then to fight them? Oh, there's a there's a bunch of I mean, I think that Luke Harper can be one of the strongest heels right now. I think that, you know, Roman Reigns can be one of the strongest heels right now. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there's enough or Dolph Ziggler. 
you know, he can be a, a strong heel. He was. He was a strong heel. I think I think mm-hmm. the creative is just kind of messing it up when it comes to really looking at the list of people on the roster and saying, based on what we've seen from house shows, from live events, from pay-per-views, this person gets cheered more than anything else. You know, and I, mm-hmm. this person gets jeered more than anything else. If it's just that simple, you get back to the traditional pro wrestling of, yeah, this person can get heat. I think I think Dolph Ziggler has everything possible to get that cocky, arrogant heat like he did before. People, I mean, it, here's the thing with Dolph Ziggler. People just aren't interested anymore because, you know, no. he, he, he just goes out there. He's still pinned as a, as a baby face, and he doesn't – I mean, he, and he the wins same match he every wins. night. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the famous, sir. It's the 14 super kicks. It's the sleeper hold. It's the jumping DDT. Mm-hmm. There's no character. There's no character yep. enhancement. There's no character development with Dolph Ziggler. He does the same, you know, turn around, you look at his jacket, he, you know, gyrates around. It's the same thing with Ziggler. And if I, I think I Dolph really Ziggler's think, best work was with Big E. Yeah, yeah. When it was him, Big E and AJ. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and I think you know once once the WWE realized, uh, yeah, this isn't working. Let's work on characters. Not like let's let's not see, let's let's not book for just you know fantastic five star wrestling matches. That's not just the heart and soul of pro wrestling. Heart of the heart and soul of pro wrestling is theater, it's art, it's drama, it's, it's storylines, it's psychology. You know, I always say that. Steamboat and Savage wasn't the ninety three thousand seat match. Andre and Hogan was, you know, and, and, and like, that's because there was the psychology back there. There's no psychology right. anymore, and it, and it it messes up the product so much. If you think about it, the guys that drew the most money ever in pro wrestling: Andre the Giant, Gorgeous George, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, The Undertaker, Steve Austin was a hybrid. Amazing in-ring technician, but also an amazing character. Mm-hmm. You know, Ultimate Warrior, you know, Sting, guys like that, they drew the most money, and they were not the best in-ring performers. Now, at Absolutely. that same token, if you now look at the guys in the 70s and 80s, right now, guys like Captain Lou Albano, King Kong Bundy, Junkyard Dog, Kamala, George the Animal Steel, all Hall of Fame type guys, probably wouldn't have careers today because right. they don't do moves. Right. They don't do flips, you know? Mm. So, uh, you know, the business has changed because of the talent. You know, it's far more athletic guys ever right now in the history of wrestling than they've, than they've ever had. But the problem is, they don't know how to tell a story. They don't understand psychology and theory. Right. And that's exactly. what holds every match back. And that's yep. why, um, you know, Hogan and Rock was so good, you know, because it was great psychology. It was great theory, you know. That's why if you put Triple H in a match, he can, he can, he, he knows how to pull it off. He knows how mm-hmm. to tell a story. Ric Flair could tell a story. Certain guys, it's their gift. A lot of those guys today are from a wrestling factory, NXT. The best, you know, the best wrestlers work in the territories, from the Crockett's, you know, in the Carolinas, all the way out to the Pacific Northwest, you know, mm-hmm. to Memphis, to Dallas, 
they'd go to Hawaii, they'd go to Puerto Rico, and they would, all those guys would pick up different things. They don't have that now. Now you go to a wrestling factory, and it's state-of-the-art, and they have some of the best trainers. It's the best facility ever. Yeah. But they can't teach those guys how, how guys like Austin and Hogan and Savage and Flair and Sting, how they all came up working all different territories where they were wrestling every night of the week perfecting their craft. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. So, and, I, yeah. and I think about just the art of a pure heel. You know, back in the 80s, I grew up in the 80s watching wrestling, and one thing about a heel that is so simple that I don't see anymore is when, you know, in the beginning of the match, when the baby face, it's usually the baby face gets a little bit of a flurry in the beginning, the the heel mm-hmm. dominates the middle, and then the baby comes back up, you know, at the end. And it's even with just something as so simple as when the baby face gets the flurry, the heel rolls out of the ring. That I mean, something that simple you don't see anymore. With psychology, well, also, we saw that. We saw that with Triple H and Sting last year. When 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 Triple well, H was, was yeah, heels don't cheat anymore. Unfortunately, right. There's no roll up pulling up tights anymore. There's no nothing. And here's why: they're told not to cheat because then it diminishes the role of the referee. So, so now what you're telling me is the guy that I'm supposed to boo gets to do all the cool stuff to the baby face and doesn't have to cheat and has all these cool moves, and you want me to boo the guy that's doing all the cool stuff right. to the guy that's getting his butt handed to him? It's backwards, you know? It's very backwards, the, 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 yeah. the, There's no heat anymore for it. Like, Rusev should be cheating every chance he gets if he doesn't oh, yeah. do it. You Absolutely. know, and it's just like, come on, you know, it worked. It was so great in the eighties and in the nineties, you know, false tags. You never see false tags anymore. Come on. Yeah. See, that's the reason why I like Baron Corbin so much. That's the reason why I think that Baron Corbin can be such a, a strong heel because he's one of the only pure heels in the business right now. People don't like Baron Corbin. Right. He gets booed, you know, and he, well, also, and he does Baron Corbin things. has the look of a guy that you don't want to like. Exactly. He has that face, yeah. he's, you know, he's just arrogant. And you know what's cool about Baron Corbin is, you know, um, when Billy Gunn was in NXT, one of the trainers, that was Billy's guy. And Billy mm-hmm. told me from, you know, the beginning that this guy's going to be great. And he is. He's got size. Yeah. You know, he has that I don't give a damn attitude. He's got that look on his face that you just don't want to be around him, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, and, and he has potential to be something great. And, I eventually see. I hope I get to see Baron Corbin against John Cena one day. Because oh, yeah. I think they can build. I, I think they can build Corbin up to be that guy where you're going to want to see John Cena beat him. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I think I just I, we need. I just you know it's one of those things, man. I, we need that. We need people like Rusev, Baron Corbin. We need those people in in, in wrestling because. We just need that type of uh, that that heel that, that actually gets heat. We just need heat to to be revived. I mean, people don't even get heat anymore, you know, for us to jeer. You know, it's just so many right. split exactly. we're like we don't we don't know who to who to root for, and it's like that that yep. diminishes someone's strength of their character if you got half the people cheering them and half people booing them. 
you know, it's just, I mean, how does that help mm-hmm. someone progressively? It's just ridiculous. You're speaking of Rusev uh, and the money in the bank. Um, what, what do you think about the whole Rusev and Titus O'Neil thing? My, my take real quick is that it seems like it's a rib. It seems like it's a Vince McMahon petty rib of, let me make sure, let me just put the stamp of a of Vince McMahon on the fact that you don't pull my arm anymore. That's what it just seems like for me. It seems like it's a blow-off match just to make sure that, you know, Titus O'Neil is, is humbled, you know, and it just didn't mm-hmm. seem like it's anything further than that. What, what are your thoughts? My thought is that Titus O'Neil's contract is coming up shortly. He's probably not going to resign. So I'm going to beat the guy on the way out. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if he's not going to resign – Okay, well then you're gonna then you're gonna put my Russian heel over strong, and you're gonna tap. Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. You know, and, and I, when when that match went down, and you know Rusev made him tap, I was shocked. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought for sure Titus was gonna come out. Titus is bigger, stronger, fight faster. You know, it's Father's Day. He's the All American Dad. He's Dad of the Year. You know, he's gonna get rewarded. You know, for for his BS suspension. And I was like, oof, okay, I didn't see that coming. Mm. And then it's like, you know what, maybe he's not going to resign because his contract is, is, is due. It's up in the next week or two. And if he's mm. not going to resign, well, that's what happens. You get beat on the way out. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't, you know, I was thinking about the, the contract now. I was thinking more of the, the, the pull in the arm <clears throat> uh, situation, but – you know, like you said, you know, getting you know, beat on the way in. Yeah. You know, you're getting, listen, that, that whole thing, pulling on the arm, got blown way out of proportion. Okay. Oh. Um, I, but I, I can see why Vince was upset about it. He just lost one of his top moneymakers. And then, he, you know, he thought that somebody was screwing around. And, okay, he made this decision, and he didn't go back and change it because then Vince shows that he has a weakness. And he's not going to show that to the talent, you know. You know, it, it was just a bad situation, a bad scenario for everybody. Um, but, but you know, at the end of the day, it's business, and you know, Tyrus O'Neill handled it like a champ. You know, okay. he he did a suspension, he missed WrestleMania, he's come back, he's done everything that they've asked him to do, and then he tapped out and and and, and put new stuff over. Now, you yeah. know, O'Neill got his heat back on Raw, you know. But, um, you know, who knows where it's going to go from there now. Yeah. If anything, this is probably another loss. I mean, it's kind of like what they did, what they were doing with, with Rusev and Swagger, you know, just multiple mm-hmm. matches and Swagger losing every single one of them. So, um, right. What are your thoughts on Apollo Crews? I think Apollo Crews is amazing. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous and I didn't realize it until he was going nose-to-nose with Stardust backstage for a vignette that Stardust almost towered over him. And I was like, wow, this guy is, looks huge until he's standing next to somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's got great charisma. He's got an amazing moveset. He looks like a million bucks. He has all the potential in the world. But... Um, you know, in, in, in Vince McMahon's land of giants, 
I, I, I think it might be a challenge at times. I mean, they put him over so strong against Sheamus. I couldn't believe that he kicked out of Sheamus's uh, Celtic crossing from the second rope. I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't like that at all. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, that should have killed somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. Why do you think he got called up? I mean, is it like kind of a job well done thing for for him? I mean, because, you know, here's the thing. We saw in the breaking, breaking ground, you know, they, they get excited to get called up, you know, that, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, think about the people who've been called up, you know, since last year's WrestleMania. You know, you've got Neville, right. Sami Zayn, uh, uh, Enzo and Cass, Tyler Breeze, uh, and, and, and Apollo mm-hmm. Crews. I would only say the only people who have involved villains. Enzo and Cass uh-huh. is probably the only people who's really benefited from the call-up. Sami Zayn has as well, but there's still something not clicking with Sami Zayn. You know, there there hasn't been someone who, in the past year, you, you know, 14, 15 months, there still has not been someone who's been called up that has really shined. You know, you can say Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens you know, of course, uh, yeah, of course, Kevin Owens. He got he got he got called up, but he's just, he he's the exception to the rule. You know, I mean, he, well, he's the exception mm-hmm. to what's going on right now. And to me, it just, I mean, it just seems like it was just a, a pit stop for Kevin Owens anyways, because he was only there for a few months. So he really didn't count as well, far as being an NXT guy, though. Breaking Ground is a tool that was used to introduce the WWE audience to the NXT kids and get you emotionally invested in who they are by mm-hmm. showing their story. No different than Tough Enough, okay, or, or uh, the, the UFC fighter show. It's ways of saying, hey, here's who we got. Here's who's coming up. We're going to feature them. We're going to tell you their story. You're going to fall in love with them, and you're going to boo and cheer them when they get to the main roster. Yeah. The reason why they're calling all these guys up right now is because there's a lot of injuries, and they're going to slowly start to replace the old guard. You know, all of Johnny Ace's guys are on the way out. These are now all of of Triple H's signing. Mm-hmm. And now with this, you know, Raw SmackDown brand split and draft, you need talent. And they're realizing now that their roster is not as well padded as they thought. It's actually kind of thin once yeah. you get oh, yeah. past the first five or six top guys. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. So what are your uh, what are your raw takeaways? Huh. I thought Raw was a great recap of Money in the Bank, Pretty is much. what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 and I'll be honest, you know, it, it's uh, kind of what I expected. Um, I think that everyone that says, oh, my God, they're going to bury AJ Styles, if you honestly still believe that after everything AJ has done the last few weeks, you're an idiot. AJ <laughs> Styles was being made out to be a top guy. Mm-hmm. He was just interviewed – by Steve Austin on the podcast. They obviously have big plans for AJ. They like him. And, 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 and some people are saying that AJ was signed to replace Daniel Bryan. Maybe. But AJ Styles is an amazing human being. He's a good, he's a good person. And, a, and no pun intended, a phenomenal talent. And if I'm right now a John Cena and I have to pick up the guys I want to work with, I want to work with AJ Styles because I've never worked with him before. And I yeah. think that in, 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 in Cena's second God, I go, we can do some new stuff. I mean, how many more times do you want to see John Cena work with Seamus or Big Show 
you know, or Randy Orton whenever he gets back, or all these other guys, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then some no. of the NXT and then some of the NXT guys, they're not ready yet for John Cena. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I think that they can, especially with this split, man. If if they put John Cena over at SmackDown, and I think Corbin can be a top heel. I really think that they mm-hmm. could do something with uh, with Corbin. I, I my pick would be I would make Baron Corbin one of the the, the strongest heels on SmackDown, or you know, period, I, point blank. I th- I agree, but I think he has to marinate and come up slowly. I think that if they really want Corbin to be successful, he's got to work his way up. Winning the battle, when I saw he was in the battle royal in Dallas, I said, Baron Corbin's going to win. And they're like, what? You're crazy. I'm like, what better way to introduce this guy than to win that match? Now he's instant credibility as far as the fans are concerned. You know? They didn't follow up with that, though. I'm sorry? They didn't follow up with it. Well, but they did slowly. I mean, there was so much stuff going on at WrestleMania, you know, and, and just let him come up, you know, where he's under the radar. So now there's now that spotlight's not on him. So now he can he, they can finish him up and polish him up. And, you know, working with Dolph Ziggler is a great guy for Corbin to work with because, you know, Ziggler's been around. He's been around. You know, he's, had four, he's had at least four different gimmicks in this company, you know, and he's a guy that will sell and put over all of Corbin's big stuff. Yeah. You know, now it's like I'm curious to see who he goes through next. It's, it's going to be interesting. I really hope. I, I wasn't opposed to Ziggler. Like I said, he, I just don't think Ziggler has enough steam as a babyface to really put over uh, Corbin as a heel. I just think he's flat. Now. He he's putting him over very, very much, uh, especially with kind of like the, you know, Ziggler winning a couple by this and that, and then, you know, Corbin, you know, finishing it off and winning a couple. Um, by having Corbin lose the first match, I, I think that was a bit off. But I, mm-hmm. I was hoping that Kane would be uh, – he would feud with Kane. I, I was hoping that that would be his next feud. But when he was coming with back with corporate Kane, as corporate Kane, it just kind of, you know – sabotage my thoughts with, with that, but I think Kane could be a good person for Corbin to work with, you know, to get that type of heat that should be, you know, that he should get as a, as a, as a heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, but do you think that the fans are going to cheer for Corbin against Kane? No, 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 no. I don't think so. You know, I mean, I, I, I think Kane is, I, what I've noticed is that Kane is this? I mean, that, that's the reason why he kind of gravitates to babyface all the time because, for some reason, Kane is just a likable person. I mean, that's just the person. I mean, if throughout his career, you know, he for some reason he, they would always try to force him to be heel, and he at the end of the day he would always go back to babyface. You know, because mm-hmm. you know Kane was just that has that type of aura to him. You know that 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 kind of breeds respect. You know, and I think. I think that uh, if with this corporate Kane now, I think it throws it off. But if he didn't come back with that that time or two as corporate Kane, I think that because uh, because there's history, because there's a, a short amount of history, but there's still history because Kane was the runner up. You know, he was the runner up of the uh, battle royal, so Kane can come mm-hmm. back and you know and try to get some vengeance from that, uh, and you know choke Sam Corbin. You know, there's the him getting you know some steam as a babyface, and then Corbin. 
uh, end up winning the feud, and you know he gets more heat. You know, and I don't think that would. That the, would o- the, o- the only problem with that for me is cosmetically Kane is so much bigger than Baron Corbin. If you're trying to sell Baron Corbin as a monster bad guy, and then you put him in there with a guy that's a legit six ten, six eleven, probably outweighs him by thirty or forty or fifty pounds. Now Corbin doesn't look quite as big as he did against Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think it still kind of defies the odds, though. I, th- I think at the end of the day, you, know, you, you need someone with Corbin who has enough steam as a babyface. There's, and, and it goes back mm-hmm. to my whole thing of people aren't building enough steam as babyfaces from a creative standpoint. They're not making babyfaces someone that has enough steam that if the heel beats them, They'll get heat. That just unfortunately mm-hmm. doesn't really exist no more. I mean, he beat Zack Ryder on Raw. I mean, what really does that? Right. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's kind of like nothing, beating, nothing. You know, yeah. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of like beating Iron Mike Sharper. You know, you know, it just doesn't really do right. anything. You know. So. Right. All right. So let's uh, spend the last ten, ten minutes uh, on the Flavor of the Week. We'll be right back. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Right, so, uh, flavor of the Week topic this week is uh, we're going to talk about uh, the 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 memorable Jake Roberts heel turn. I mean, it started off with the um, Do You Trust Me to the Ultimate Warrior, which led to uh, being in the snake, you know, in the snake pit and uh, the ultimate and him being in in in, uh, and, in cahoots with uh, with the ultimate warrior uh, with with uh, the undertaker and then that mm-hmm. uh, and then he, him being such a strong heel which led him to have a match with uh with Randy Savage and then the you know the uh the the infamous uh snake biting segment just an amazing time i thought his music was just bone chilling as well what are your thoughts on that uh, Jake Roberts heel, uh, heel turn you know, Jake was just so good at everything. I mean, he had that nice baby face run right before he turned heel. And if you're going to be a great heel, you got to be an awesome baby face. And, and, and he pulled off both together. I mean, um, you know, back then wrestling was different. You know, I didn't know as much, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand as much of it as I do now. And, I didn't see Jake really turning on Warrior. I thought that he was gonna be his buddy and help him out. And when he did, I was like, "Oh my God!" I go, "I can't wait to right. see! I can't wait to see that match!" You know. And when you throw in the Undertaker, and then you get Macho Man involved, and uh, you know, it went, and what was so great is that the Ultimate Warrior was just such an over-the-top babyface. I mean, he was just so impressive physically, and he wasn't great in the ring by no stretch of the imagination. But when you get to work with a guy like Jake Roberts, a guy that just his psychology is second to none. His theory is off the charts amazing. Uh, it, was, it was just great TV. It was great segments and the way he talked and carried himself. You know, it, it, it was uh, it was just awesome. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, and I was uh, a preteen at that time, about to be a teenager, and. Um, you know, it was just, it, it was just so real. You know, wrestling at that time was just so real to me. It was just larger than life. And uh, that's the reason why I, t- I, I attached to the character so much even to this day, you know, 25 years later. 
And, you know, it, it, back then, I, I just remember, you know, Jake Roberts being one of my favorite, you know, people to watch because, you know, he had such the riveting and just engaging promos, carrying out the snake to the foe, the adversary. You know, he was feuding against Earthquake and feuding against Andre the Giant. And, you know, he had so much, you know, all these towering opponents, you know, that uh, – mm-hmm that he used a snake to kind of humble them. You know, and it was just so, it was such a great David and Goliath story with, with Jake the Snake Roberts so many times. And, you know, when he turned heel, it just, it just seemed like my life just shattered. And that's the whole point. That's what it's supposed to do. You know, and that's, yeah. and that's what makes it's supposed to evoke emotion. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and, and that's what makes a heel turn so amazing, you know, and, and uh, and and my, here's my question to you: Name one heel turn in the past ten years that has elicited that type of emotion. In the last ten years, yeah. Oh boy. Um, I don't think there is one. Exactly. You know, you know and that's you know what for me the, the only thing that the only thing that I think that could rival that heel turn was. Was that eighty six when Orndorff turned on Hogan? On Hogan, yeah. You know, yeah. against Bundy yeah. and Sud. Yeah. yeah, that that's it. You know, uh, but well, there hasn't been. Martino, you know, well, San Martino, San Martino and Zabisco was pretty good too in eighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, but I mean, you know, at that time, you know, you had to. The only time you got to see Hulk Hogan was if you paid to see him. So right. for him to be on TV on Wrestling Superstars or Challenge or whatever it was, and he's in the tag match with his best friend, Mr. Wonderful, against Bundy and Stud, and then Orn, Mr. Wonderful turns on him and dumps him on his head with that pile driver. It's like, <laughs> wow, we just saw something freaking amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then they go and sell out 54,000 seats in Toronto two months later for, yeah. that, for that match. You know? Absolutely. But that's yeah, that was you know, they don't have heat anymore. I mean, think about it. Even when Seth Rollins turned on Reigns and Ambrose, there was no real heat there. Nope. None. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and the funny part of that is he was getting cheered. You know, like, yes. you know, yep. the authority drew some heat, but, you know, it it wasn't very good heat because the thing is he was still – people were still cheering Roman Reigns. And that, that's I guess that's right. just really our running point of people is not – People are not getting heat anymore, and that's and that's the big issue. No. That's the reason why I want to talk about the Jake Roberts heel turn because he was. I mean, when he turned heel, he got so much heat after that. I mean, people hated Jake Roberts and they loved him before. And and just again, I, I pay attention to the nuances. He changed his snake, like that's that's yeah. the type of stuff. I look. He changed his gear. He changed his snake. He changed his theme music. That was, I mean, his, his theme music sounded so menacing. You know, it sounded just so eerie. Do you trust me? You know, just 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 the just just the type of music that was playing compared to the 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 the, the original one. It was. I mean, you have to invest. I mean, if you want to turn someone heel. You have to invest in that person becoming a heel. When Seth Rollins, you said Seth Rollins. When he turned heel, he had some type of, you know, Marvel comic, 
theme music, gear, it wasn't heelish. There was nothing about Seth Rollins that looked like a heel when he turned heel. And and Seth Rollins does cool moves. When Jake Roberts walked to the ring, he came to the ring as a snake, he wrestled his match as a snake, and he left the ring as a snake. He was that character. Too many guys... They're only their character on their way to the ring. Once they get in the ring, they do a regular match, and then they leave as their character. Exactly. They have to be that all the way through. Yep, there's no continuity there. Absolutely. All right, give us, uh, give us uh, 30 seconds uh, as far as where can we find you, David? What are, what are you, all, the, all the amazing things that you're involved in? Let us know. Uh, you know what? Uh, one of the best ways is to go to pwrshow.com. That's where all the events are with Damian and I with our shenanigans, parties, and whatnot. Uh, BlizzardBrawls.com is all of my local Wisconsin wrestling events. And you can always follow Nonsense and Shenanigans on Twitter at David Hero. Two R's, not one, two R's, H-E-R-R-O, for all of your super friends' needs. Awesome. What a pleasure, David. we got definitely got to do this again. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I had a blast. I look forward to the next time. Awesome. Have a good night. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, David Hero, Jake Roberts, what an action-packed evening of tonight. Uh, Definitely one of the, you know, one of the goes back, goes into the memory books as being one of the most awesomest pancakes and power slam shows. Of all the times. So thank you so much for just continuing to, you know, support just this amazing show. And just, I'm just so blessed and so honored to just, you know, rub shoulders with uh, some of the greatest, you know, even from, from a professional wrestling standpoint and a promoter standpoint and a journalist standpoint, I've really enjoyed having co-hosts, you know, from, uh, from reputable wrestling sites and promoters like David Hero um, and it's just, I'm just honored and blessed. And I thank you all for listening. You all have a great evening. Enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.